I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. Welcome to Side Hustlers. I'm so excited today. I love when I get to actually talk to someone that I know because I learned so much about that person and I already started to. Hi, Nicole. Hi. By the way, so you sent me a little blurb that I've kind of read about you before, but I actually sat down today and really read it in depth. And I was like, how did I not know this? Or how do you not know this about someone? So this is kind of like a selfish podcast for me because I'm going to learn about my friend and someone I know. And I feel like this is going to be a whole new world for me. And I'm excited for people to learn about what you do, because this isn't just an episode where we're going to learn about work ethic. It's Something that could help so many people. I'm kind of stealing from Anthony's uh, workout Wednesday a little bit with this one, but that's okay. So, Nicole, you have mondaydieter.com, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm talking to Nicole O'Neill, by the way. She has mondaydieter.com, and you started that when? Probably three years ago, I started Monday Dieter. I know it's hard to do this, but as short as you can, what is like the quick synopsis of what Monday Dieter is? The quick synopsis is that if dieting was as easy as eating healthy and exercising more we'd all be at our goal weight but it's not there is an emotional component to dieting that i learned about in my own life so monday dieter is basically the platform where i share why 
it's so hard to diet and why we're so hard on ourselves when we don't diet and we don't lose the weight that we want. And what I was learning and what I was talking about learning about you is your whole process in discovering emotional eating. And it's kind of, I guess, a lot of things that we all go through. And I was like, you know, I can relate to that part so much. I never thought about emotional eating being a thing, but that's really why you started this blog. Exactly. I always thought my problem was that I couldn't lose weight. My problem was that I couldn't stay on a diet. But I learned that that was actually the symptom and that, you know, the starting the diet and stopping the diet and overeating and restricting, that was all a symptom of what I was feeling, what I was thinking, what I was struggling with. So once I realized that, I started joking that therapy became the best diet that I ever went on. So you did. So you decided to go to therapy to kind of say, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, because I went to a nutritionist and she said, you know what to eat. Why aren't you doing yeah. it? I was going there week after week and I wasn't losing weight and, you know, just like so many people. So she peeled back the layers of the onion and she basically said, why don't you try going to a therapist instead? And I'm so thankful she did that yeah. because, you know, I didn't look like I had eating problems, you know, like so many of us are in this gray zone and I feel like that was so helpful. And this, I guess it was around the time, well, no, if you were in college going through this, that was before Instagram, before you would see these quote unquote Insta models. Like think about what that actually does to people's minds now. Yeah, it's so hard and all we do is compare ourselves to other people. It, it really is. But so I want, obviously we're going to talk more about Monday Dieter. That's your side hustle. You have this blog, but there's a whole another side to you. And I love this. So Nicole actually worked for the Dr. Oz show. You started as a producer. You were there for how many years? Nine years. Nine years. And while you were at that show, you literally created a diet that people all over America are now following. <laughs> yes. It's the Pegan 365? Yes. Yes, I got it right. Okay. So you started going to school for nutrition, though, while you were at the Dr. Oz show, correct? So I went into school, I went into my career as just someone who wanted to be a TV producer. And because I ended up working on the Dr. Oz show, I kind of realized that I did have this passion for nutrition. And since I was working on the emotional component of myself, I said, I think I can really help people emotionally, like free themselves from eating disorders. But I want to also be able to like really know the science of nutrition. So, you know, maybe three or four years ago, I decided to go back to school to get my degree. And because of that, I was able to not only be a producer on the show, but I was also able to be an expert. So you were working full time and going to school. Yes, I still am. It's a very long degree. And you have a kid now. <laughs> yes. So it, I don't even you have like side hustle after side hustle. And obviously having a kid isn't a side hustle, but that adds to the whole thing. I mean, it really is. It, it is another yeah. job. So yeah. you're not at Dr. Oz anymore. You're now at the Today Show. Which is so freaking cool. So what are you doing there? I'm also a producer. Awesome. So you're a producer. Maybe we'll, maybe more will come. But I don't know. You're still in school. So when, when you're done with school, I want to see you like talking to Al Roker about like the best health plans for everything. <laughs> I'm going to wait. I am excited for it. But Monday Dieter, what you post more than once a week, right? I try to post every Monday. Obviously. Um, yep. That's what I try to post because I feel like 
everybody can relate to that feeling of waking up on Monday and feeling like this is the day you're going to start a diet. And I hope that if you're in that space of beating yourself up, if you're in that space of feeling like you need to start a diet, I hope something I write that morning will help you kind of forgive yourself for, you know, any damage that you've done over the weekend or just remind yourself that you don't have to not eat today to make up for something you did over the weekend. So one of the articles you sent me, which is awesome, that has done the best for you was about scales. And it's it's unbelievable how I'll go to the doctor and weigh one way and then I come home and I weigh another, which is honestly part of the reason I haven't weighed myself other than the doctor doing it in a year and a half. I just don't. There's no point to me anymore. If I feel good or I think I look good or my clothes fit, then I'm fine. That number literally means nothing. But it's so hard to get to that point. So Mm -hmm. why do you think that article, which I will share on my social when this posts so everyone can find it. Why do you think that article kind of hit home for so many people and kind of went was your biggest article? I think so many of us, myself included, the scale was way too much a part of how we defined our self-worth. And we, I would live and die by that number. Like if it was up, if it was down, it meant so much to me. And I felt like I was all of these things. I was a friend. I was a sister. I was a wife. I was a mother. I was all of these amazing things. But somehow I was letting the number on the scale be the thing that defined my self-worth the most. And I So many people can relate to that. And so one day I, uh, my therapist said to me, If you step on that scale and you've gained four pounds, what of significant in your life changes? And that was an aha moment for me because I was like, absolutely nothing of significant changes if I am up or if I am down. So, you know, I started thinking that every time I stepped on the scale and that's a it's a hard thing for for people to understand so i wanted to find a way to take away the power of the scale how do i stop living and dying by the scale and obsessing over one scale versus another scale and i said the only way i can do that is if i line up 10 scales and prove to myself and everybody else that i will weigh something different on every single scale okay and- so, That's you, what happened. so you go out and buy 10 scales your husband is probably like what the hell are you doing No, it's actually funnier. I was hosting a bridal brunch for my sister, and I asked every girl to bring her scale. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And I said, you know, I'm doing one of my crazy experiments. Love it. Please, you know, bring your scale. So every girl, all 10 girls coming brought their scales. And of course, everybody wanted to be the scale that, you know, weighed you the the least. (laughs) Well, because that means something to have that scale. So did you have everyone else there do it too? No, I just did it. Um, And again, and do you know why I was the only one that did it? Because we all know if I showed up to a brunch and someone asked me to step on the scale, I'd be like, screw you. No way. Because that's how people feel about the scale. But I did it too with jeans. I went to the store. I went to every single store in the mall and tried on the same size pair of jeans. And it was insane how different they fit me it's same with even with bras I mean granted boobs are a whole nother world but it's another place where you compare yourself to other women and people will say oh like what size are your boobs I'm like which store am I shopping at yeah I can't I don't know so but it plays into our narrative of how we feel about ourselves and that's why the only way I feel like I can take power away from the size or the scale is by giving myself and other people some sort of way to see like it doesn't matter you can be 
three sizes up in Gap than you are in Banana Republic. No, it, it's so true. Now, with Monday Dieter, um, you don't make money off the blog. No money. No dollars. So this is just a side hustle based off of your passion. It, it, kind, it ties into your work. Obviously, you're going to school for nutrition. But what is the, the point for you to do a blog if it's you're spending time every week and you're not making money off of it? So... For, for so many years for me, dieting was my dirty little secret. I was the person at the drugstore getting diet pills. I was the person always researching. I've done diet. it. Yeah. And because of that, like, I felt so alone and I felt so, you know, dirty, which is the word. So when I started going to therapy and my therapist started helping me realize that that's also an eating disorder. That's also something we can work on. You don't have to feel like that. The transparency of telling her, I just, I felt so free from my eating disorders that I wanted to tell everybody else. And the way that I thought that I could do that is if I was super, super transparent. So I started using my blog for transparency, just, you know, and I can't tell you, like, I don't go to a single party, a single, you know, anything where somebody doesn't come up to me and say, I can relate to your story. This is me. And now I feel like ev- I know every single person in my life's story and struggle with their own weight because I am transparent with my struggle. Even the healthiest people can can struggle with this kind of stuff. Like you could have abs for days and, and it's still something we think about every single day. You can't find me one person that is like, man, there's not one thing I wouldn't change about my body. And that's okay, but it's starting to realize that it doesn't need to rule your whole world. Exactly. It doesn't. And if you're somebody like myself, I thought about every morsel that I put in my mouth. Like there was never a day that I wasn't on a diet from the age of nine to the age of nine. And that sounds extreme and it sounds crazy, but I know that so many women relate to that. And when I started saying it, the amount of people that would come up to me, it was really amazing that we all had this connection and we're not alone in our struggles with how we feel about ourselves. When you're doing your blog, where do you get your different ideas from every week? Are you going to friends and like listening to something once a week? Do you have stockpile a list of things? And I'm kind of asking for myself because I've been trying to get my blog going and I'm like, what do I even write about? So... I actually am lucky that I have had the privilege in my career to talk to so many celebrities, so many writers. And I was producing Elizabeth Gilbert one time and she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah. I asked her, I said, this is actually perfect for for your podcast. So I asked her, you know, what about people who say they don't have time for what they're passionate about? And she said to me, do you have time to see your favorite movie? Do you have time to go to your favorite restaurant? And I said, yeah. She's like, do you know what your favorite show is? I said, yeah. She's like, then you have time. So she was like, but if it feels like work, then it's not your passion. So she said that to me and I started to, I never wanted Monday Dieter to feel like a chore. I always wanted it to be something that was easy to write. And in order for it to be that, I tried not to think too hard. The minute I had a thought about myself, I started writing. So, you know, Sunday night, I'd be driving home from, you know, down the shore and I overindulged. So I just write about it. Because that's what happens yeah. at the shore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, or I'd be in the store and I'd be frustrated with a size. And so I'd write about it. You know, the first day of summer hits and you try on your jean shorts. They're too tight from the summer before I'd write about it. So it was just every single thing. And because we all think about this stuff so much, I just basically write my mind. and That's what everyone else's mind is, I think, too. <laughs> no, it, it really it is, though, because so many people, not just women, can relate to what you're saying. Have there been guys that have told you, like, I can relate to you or is this like mainly women? So many guys. And you know what it is? Because I the media mogul in me decided I wanted to pick something that was relatable. And the phrase I'll start my diet Monday was so relatable even for so many men, because even if they're not yeah. dieting, so many people are doing something on Monday, whether yep. it's, I'm going to start, you know, being more diligent at work. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing that. And that was another thing when even men and our, some of our guy friends were coming to me and talking to me, I was like, this is way more universal than we think. We'll just, I'll start it Monday period, no matter what it doesn't have, like you're saying, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a diet. You say that all the time, whether it's I'm going to start organizing better. I'll start on Monday. Whatever it is, it, yeah. it is true. And we kind of set these goals for ourselves that, not that they're unattainable, but we give ourselves these deadlines and then you freak out about it. Exactly. And you're constantly putting something off. Yep. And that's because, you know, you don't truly know why you're doing it. No. So, you know, I didn't realize why I was always putting off my diet until Monday. But for me, it was because there will be a lot of emotions that hit between Tuesday and Saturday. And if I didn't have my friend food, I wouldn't be able to survive. No. When you write a blog post, how do you get it out there for people to see it? Obviously, you have a newsletter and people get that every Monday. But what if there's someone who's never heard of you? How do they how do you target that person? So I actually, in the interest of full transparency, I don't think I've actually mastered that yet. I share it on my Facebook page. And I think that I have about, I would say, 20 loyal people in my life that are so devote to Monday Dieter that they share it. That's awesome. And so that's my, that's the only thing I really, I feel like get the scale post, though, did so many people from different walks of life shared that, that that one became really big. And some of my posts I have done on the Dr. Oz show, which has also been a way to to get it out there. Um, one of the things I do want to talk about is the Pegan diet. I know we're kind of like bouncing all around. So the Pegan 365, what made you think? say, I'm going to sit down and completely do a diet. And by saying do a diet, I mean, we all hear of the Atkins diet, the keto diet, all the different things, Whole30, or I'm always talking about I'm doing the beach body, whatever it is. You literally made one of those. So that's what I'm talking about when people are listening. Like she created a diet. Why did that even happen? <laughs> well, first of all, it was my job. Right. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Uh you know, it was a huge undertaking that I did with the show. We followed 10 different diets for an entire year to see which diet got the best results. And then at the end of our year long, you know, basically documentary, we found that the paleo and the vegan diets were the two top diets. So we merged them together. And the thing that I have learned through my job and through my own personal diet life is that you don't need to pick just one diet. 
You don't need to be so devout to keto or so devout to Whole30 that it becomes your religion. You can cherry pick and take the best things from every diet and essentially create your own diet. And that's exactly what the Pegan 365 did was take principles, the core. Every diet has the same core principles. Fruits, vegetables, health fats, lean protein. So if you take those key principles and then put other things that you need in your life, then you create a diet too that works for you. Have you seen the Netflix uh, explained dieting yet? I actually haven't. You have to watch it. You will love it. You, you'll you do a blog post about it. it. It really is that. They kind of just, I think, ripped you off, really. Because when yeah. you're watching it, they do the same thing. They um, research someone. They follow people over X amount. I think it's a year, same thing, of a high-carb diet. Sorry, low-carb diet and a low-fat diet. And they noticed that people on both diet, both they lost weight and they didn't lose weight mix Mm -hmm. of people and they came to the conclusion that the reason why diets don't work is because we can't stick to diets but if you follow a plan of just whole healthy foods you're going to get full at some point you're not going to eat 800 avocados in a day and if you did i mean it wouldn't be the end of the i mean it would be if you ate 800 but it's about eating whole foods and healthy food and not pizza and stuff like that and you can if you want sometimes yeah and i think that that's so important because when you start a diet, it's all or nothing for so many of us. And what you don't realize is that if you have one cookie, you're not off your diet. Right. We don't gain weight because we had one cookie. We gain weight because we had 12. And yeah, we had 12 that. cookies in one sitting. And that's emotional eating. So when you pick up a diet and they tell you what to eat and what to exercise, nobody tells you what to do when your boss yells at you or when you have a huge screaming match with your husband or when you and your best friend hate each other. Like nobody tells you what to do with food during those periods. You do though. You tell us. (laughs) I tell you. I tell you. (laughs) Why did you decide to make, uh, I'll start my diet on Monday, t-shirts? Well, because I wanted I am so passionate about Monday Dieter, which I know everybody is with their side hustle, but I'm just, I I think it's so important to talk about emotional eating and for people to know that there's so much more than what they weigh. Um, and if anyone struggles with, you know, obsessing over weight, I know that it's possible to become free of that. So I thought if I made t-shirts, I would get that slogan out and more people would, you know, talk about it. But guess what? I've only sold nine. Shut up. Okay, if you're listening to this podcast right now, go buy her shirt because it's awesome. <laughs> I wore that sh- when I wore that shirt. The amount of people that said stuff to me, it's crazy, and it's. And I know. At the very least, if it is starting a conversation, that's great. But we want these shirts to sell. Exactly, and that's the thing is that it's insane how many people stop you and can relate to that saying. I'll start my diet Monday. Everybody relates to it. It's so. It really is, and. You know what's crazy is I've heard my mom say that since I was a kid. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll start on Monday. I'll start on Monday. I'll start on Monday. And we just ingrain this into our lives. And you've really made your – your side hustle is really doing something good for everyone else. Obviously, it started because you wanted to get it out there for yourself. But at the end of the day, you're really like self-help for all of us. Thank you. I mean, I'm happy to hear that. And you know what? You just mentioned your mom. And – It's interesting because I think our mom, my mom's age and my aunt, they've been trying to hit their goal weight for years. And I remember thinking, you know what? I don't want to be 
that age and still trying to get those last 10 pounds off. So there has to be something that I can do to make me stop thinking about that. And the fact that I've, you know, helped people older than me, I think is really interesting because so many of of the moms, like, you know, in their 50s and 60s, they're still struggling yep. with their body. Well, I grew up watching my mom randomly drinking Slim Fast because she was, quote unquote, on a diet. Yep. And now we look back and it's like, okay, so you were just drinking a processed shake to try to lose weight. And they lived in a world where there was so much processed food. I mean, they would have healthy cereal, but was it really healthy? It was just cornflakes that weren't frosted. Like maybe you shouldn't have been eating all that, drinking all that dairy milk or whatever it is. So we're in a different time where I guess we're lucky, where we are so much more aware without going to school to be a nutritionist like you are. Like I'm just so much more aware because it's so easy to get. But for our moms, it was whatever ad they saw. Yeah. And let me tell you something. When you look at food as something that you know, we we all punish ourselves with food and we've all put labels on food that are very, very hard to deal with. So when you stop, when you start loving the size you're, you are at the moment, then food starts becoming about health. It starts becoming about living longer, feeling better, not having adult onset acne, you know, having, yeah. So it's like when, when you're able to say, okay, I love Carla Marie at the weight I'm at this moment. You can choose foods based on your health, not based on what's going to move the scale. And ultimately, that's just a better place to be. I I love everything that you do, and I'm obsessed with it. Like, as you're listening, I'm like, (laughs) yeah. As I'm listening right now, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hope someone takes note of that. And I'm so excited for people to get more out of this than someone who works hard on their side hustle. Because I think every single person in the world can relate to this, even Kendall Jenner, even all the people with abs. Like, everyone can. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that when you acknowledge that it's something that does affect you, just taking that moment to recognize it is so helpful too. So what is your plan for the blog? We kind of talked about this a little bit, but do you want it to become more? Do you want to one day say, all right, I am done with doing TV. I just want to stay home and write every day. What is, or is it going to stay how it is? So... I have an idea. Nobody take it. Um, no. I think that I do hope to write a book called The Monday Diet. I've already started it. But my ultimate goal is to write diets that have nothing to do with food. So what I mean by that is instead of removing toxic foods, why don't you remove a toxic relationship? Yeah. You know, instead of not eating sugar, why don't you not go out with the same people in the same situations that make you overeat? Or your job. That sucks. Yeah, because here's an example. How do you ever overeat on the weekends? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Every single weekend. And I didn't put this together, but over the weekend, you're with your family and your friends. And those are the people who probably trigger you the most. And we come from Italian families, so we know this. (laughs) Exactly. So on holidays, we always think, oh, I'm eating so much because it's Christmas. No, you're eating so much because that cousin that won't stop, you know, judging your life is sitting across 
cook dinner. It has nothing to do with it. So when you start realizing your triggers, you can start finding ways to cope and react differently. And when you do that, you stop reaching for the food to kind of numb your feelings. What? Like you're a genius. I don't even know. I'm like, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's great what you just said. This is awesome. And now I forget that I need to ask you another question because I'm just like cheering in my head like, yeah, girl, you tell me. Right? Because I'm sure like you don't – when you start – when you, every single time you overeat, if you stop and really think about what you were feeling, there's always something underneath. It could be as simple as a text message. It could be as simple as seeing something on social media. But something triggered you to overeat and I have to figure that out 55 times a day where I struggle and this is I don't know if everyone's workplace like is like this it's with quote-unquote free food meaning we've got pizza here today there's like six boxes of it well how am I not going to eat it it's free or there's snacks in the studio I've been eating Cheez-Its all week just because they're there so I've eliminated that from my home but I come to work and it's just everywhere or we go to events and there's a buffet and I'm like well how do I not try every single thing and for me it's that kind of control that I literally cannot do yeah and that is so hard but I do think that the thing that stinks about office food is that the office is the place that like people trigger us the most (laughs) like I you know I get really stressed out at work I feel less than at work I feel you know nervous at work I feel Anxiety and all of those things make you eat. And if you are at an event, you know, I'm an introvert. I'm a strong introvert. So events are stressful for, for me. So of course I'm going to stand by the buffet table and try everything. Yeah. I'd rather do that than talk to anyone that's there. So, you know, there is reasons why you eat and it's okay to eat. I'm not saying don't eat. Right. But if you did like think about your day, you probably would be able to kind of be like, I wonder why I wanted that pizza so bad. What did Anthony say to me? Yeah, probably something <laughs> awful. Okay, I'm going to either kick the Cheez-Its out of the studio tonight or I'm going to s- see when I go to grab them because I'm yeah. never hungry when I go for them. It's just, oh, there's something to do. There's something to eat. Or maybe it is a stress thing. I'm going to take note. Thank you. Take note. Even just think about what you looked at your phone right before that. All of that stuff plays in into why we eat. Probably some super skinny girl on Instagram that I don't even know that I'm following. <laughs> so exactly. ridiculous. Um, with I will stick with just Monday Dieter. What apps do you use, if any, other than Instagram that help you with your blog? Okay, this is a crazy app. This is probably a weird answer, but I am so obsessed with um, the Weight Watchers app. And here's why. Because... That to me is a form of diet layering. It's a form of creating your own diet. So regardless, whatever way you're eating, even if you're eating, you know, even if I'm eating three bags of chips, you can calculate everything in there. And I think it's really helpful. It's, it's helpful. Awesome. Yeah, you have like a a tracking system, but you also are getting like kind of tips. So I love that. And I, so that is like my, nutrition app that I really care about. And then um, I absolutely love, um, he's a preacher. His name is Devon Franklin. He posts really, really motivational um, things and he makes me really happy throughout the day. Love Um, that. Is it an app or just someone you follow? 
that's someone I follow on Instagram and I often will, you know, when I'm feeling a little like, you know, less than at work or he's really, he really helps you connect like secular success with spiritual success, which I love. So, you know, he helps you live your passion. So I often um, will look at him on Instagram. So that's like my motivational one. And then I have like my, my nutrition one. What's his name again? Name's Devon Franklin. Devon Franklin. Okay. And for actually for actually physically doing the blog, are you just at a desktop or do you do that on the go? Or what is the back end of the Monday Dieter? Yeah, it's WordPress. It is WordPress. Cool. And, I just, because yeah. people are always like, I want to start a blog. What do I do? And I like to ask everyone because it's good to know. And I'm, I'm really bad at it. So what I do is just I'll watch a YouTube video. Like I'll say, oh, I want to put this picture on my front page. And then I'll just Google a YouTube video, watch the YouTube video and like teach myself. Um, so that's how I've, I've done WordPress. Um, and it's, it's been fine for me doing it that way. Obviously, I wish I had something a little bit more advanced, but you know, it, it works for now. That's awesome. I, I mean, I'm trying to think, I'm like, I have so many more health questions that I want to talk about, but I'm like, that's not the point of this podcast, but there's so many things we could talk about. We could be here for hours, but you have a family and other things to worry about. But one thing that I have talked to a few people who have kids, but how did having Penelope really affect things like your side hustle that weren't the moneymaker that you needed to do every day? Well, so this is actually interesting, and I don't know if this answers the question, but when I found out I was having a daughter, I knew that I didn't ever want her to feel the way I felt my whole life about my body. So I felt like I needed to watch what I said out loud. You know, my, I, this is nothing against my mom, but I grew up with a mother who used to always say, I look fat today, or I need to lose weight. So the message was sent to me that, you know, you have to be a certain weight. And I never want, if I say I look fat, then Penelope is going to think she looks fat. So in realizing how much I want her to like love herself and know her self-worth, it made Monday Dieter even more important to me because as I write and as I, you know, teach myself how to love myself, I feel like I'm, the more I love myself, the more she's going to love herself, if that makes sense. You know, it really does. Yeah. So it makes me like even want to do it even more. So I do try to really write down my thoughts, even if they're, even if it's a blog post, you know, about her and about how anxious I am about something with her, because you know, when you become a mom, you start emotionally eating because of your kid. Yeah. That's a whole nother stress there. Yeah. (laughs) Throughout this whole process, has there ever been anyone that you didn't know that has reached out to you because they came across your blog and they've said, hey, this helped me that wasn't a friend or a family member? Yes. That's so cool. I know. One time someone emailed me and said she was fangirling. <gasps> I know. Isn't that the coolest? I love it. It was so cool. That's I was cool. Like, oh gosh. So yeah, I've definitely had people reach out and and also family members and high school friends who I was friends with on Facebook, but not, you know, in real life have messaged me their story. I feel like you and I have talked about dieting Mm -hmm. and I know, you know, and I would have never known that, you know, you also thought about it. If you didn't, you reached out to me when we were on a trip together and told me how you felt. So it's like, you know, even if people that I'm really close with reach out to me, I don't know their story when it comes to dieting and how they feel about food. Yeah, I you could sit there and every single person would have 
a completely different story, but they'd also have, I feel like, almost the same issues. Like, everyone's got a different story, but it all kind of goes back to the same thing. And I, that should be part of your book. You should sit down and interview everyone about their relationship with food. That's just what I would like for you to do. Well, and one thing that I learned is that I used to always say, I just want to be normal. I just want to be normal. Yeah. I want to be a normal person who can, like, do this and do this and, you know, there's no such thing as normal. Who's normal? Which one of us eats normal? No we one. Have no idea. Because like, can you imagine if someone followed you eating all day? It's so awkward. <laughs> so it's like, who, who's normal? Like, it, like, there's no such thing as normal. So stop trying to be something that doesn't exist. It's so funny you bring that up because before I, I was rushing here to do this and I was starving. I was like, this is the worst because I'm hungry and I need to talk to, of all people, Nicole, about this right now. So I just started eating uh, Siete Foods. They're, uh, have you seen those chips? They're like, it's like a healthier chip brand. And oh, I'm cool. and I'm like, well, <laughs> I could eat 80 of these. It's going to completely meet, you know, what the hell am I saying? It's going to completely not make a sense if I eat all of them. So I'm literally... As I'm getting ready to leave, shoving chips in my mouth and dropping them <laughs> on my floor. And it made just made me laugh thinking about if someone was following me around all day. Because I was doing it going, if someone saw me right now, I'd look like an absolute savage. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And like some meals like we put together or like the snacks that we turn into meals. <laughs> so there's no such thing as normal when it comes to eating. And that's why you have to forgive yourself if you overeat or undereat or anything, because you're just being you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you telling me that. <laughs> you <laughs> eat those chips and you drop them on the floor, girl, and you don't even think twice about it. I'll eat them from the floor. No, I won't do that. <laughs> was there ever anyone, you don't have to name them specifically, who kind of looked at you like, but what's the point of a blog? What is the point of your side hustle? Were there any haters during this whole process? So I feel like I'm pretty lucky to say no because so many people relate, but there have been, you know, mean people on the internet. Like I always post photos of like, you know, transparent photos, like if jeans don't fit or like, you know, my roles or whatever. And there have been people, you know, that always have something to say, you know, like, well, doesn't look like who are I guess, these people? Like, exactly. who, where does they come from? I guess the thing that I've gotten is, you know, well, you don't really look like you have a problem. And that to me, that's like, the hit, problem. That's the problem because, and if you don't look like, you know, you're struggling on the outside, it's like nobody would ever think that, you had a problem because, you know, I'm not, you know, extremely scary thin. I'm not morbidly obese, but that doesn't mean that I don't really struggle with food. No, of course not. And that is the whole point of Monday Dieter. And I want people to go to mondaydieter.com and check out everything. There is, I'll say there's a minimum of five things on there that you can relate to 100%. There's going to be more, but I'm going to, I'm going to set it at five, which means everyone's homework is to read at least five articles. <laughs> Everyone's like, well, crap, now I have homework? No, but for real, thank you. And to follow you on Instagram, what is the uh, Monday Dieter Instagram? It's just at Monday Dieter. Oh, that's easy. Good job. Good job getting the same thing as your website. So it's mondaydieter.com. You can find everything Nicole does. And yeah, I love her. So go check her out and buy her freaking shirts. Wait, can I do a shout out? Yes. (laughs) I want to shout out to you because... 
I think that when you're working really hard and you're really passionate about something, the people that you surround yourself with inspire you to work harder. And I think that people like you and Anthony and a lot of the friends we surround ourselves with, they're all so passionate about their jobs that it makes me more passionate about my job too. So you're definitely one of the people in my life that is very motivating. And that's why I'm so thankful for you. Well, thank you. And it's true. I mean, I had Steve and John on my podcast. Those are the guys of the Roosevelt. And they are in that same friend group. And look at the two of them and everything they're doing. And I'm like, damn, they're kicking ass. So it's the same thing. Like I look at them, look at you. And it it is very important what you're saying about your circle, whether it is work inspiration or things like not stress eating. So surround yourself with people that aren't going to make you do that. It's everything. Yeah. And when you have a side hustle, like what you're talking about, the people that you need most to support you are your inner circle. So if you're surrounding yourself with friends like you for me, and I hope me for you, who are constantly supporting each other, then that makes your side hustle hustle worthwhile. It's so true. And I thank you very much. I appreciate that. But for real, thanks for giving men and women a place to kind of understand why we are so crazy when it comes to eating and working out and attempting to be healthy and and starting that diet on Monday. And it's funny that I post this podcast on Mondays because when I started it, I literally said, I'm going to post it on a Monday and I'm going to start it on Monday. (laughs) So here we are full circle. (laughs) So funny. Thank you. Love you. And uh, give Penelope a kiss for me. I will. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.